Welcome to another episode of What Happens in Topeka, a show in which we very rarely remember to tell you what's happening in Topeka. This uh, episode was the first one we've done for a very long time, and myself and JB, we got straight into it. So uh, I'm going to give you the whole recording, uh, because it's pretty funny. We just started shooting the shit, and uh, and then the episode proper kind of never really gets started, and I love it. So uh, have a listen. This is episode four, What Happens in Topeka. conference call uh, a week or so ago. And uh, he, he's like, well, I'm waiting for the next episode to come out. And I thought, how do you know about this? <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Like one thing, the thing I really love about it is, I guess, it's accessible to so many people. Mm. And it's so easy to do because it's something you can listen to while you're doing something else. Yes. And so I think that's what gets a lot of people listening. But there was a guy, there's a guy who I kind of know. He's like a friend of a friend. He's a barman at our local pub. Mm. And I started doing this podcast with my dad. Yeah. Which I only am doing for my dad. I'm only doing it for a thing between me and him, yeah. and he loves it, right? Yeah. So I have no expectation of anyone to listen to that whatsoever. But it's out there. <laughs> yeah, but it's out there. I just walk in the pub, and then Chris comes up to me, and he's like, oh, I was listening to that podcast with your dad. It's great. I was like, what? <laughs> Why are you listening to that? So it's you and your dad doing a podcast? Yeah. Your dad comes here and, and does the... We did. I took the kit down and did it in his um, his place in yeah. Devon, yeah. and then he came up. We did two episodes just the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He's deep into it as well, because the great thing is like he goes off and does all the research, and all I have to do is Turn it on and just and let him come it. in and do his thing. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, that was always the best part about radio. Yeah, I didn't have to do anything except have a guest on. Yeah, and then they'll just ask do it them, for you. Yeah, they do all the work for you. Beautiful. Yeah. Right. I was just going to look up and see. Um, I've even forgotten how we fucking published this thing. Like, <laughs> it's been since June of last year. Did I do it on my website? I can't remember. Well, you have a website. Oh yeah, all my photography stuff. Oh shit. Yeah. So if you ever want to check it out, it's the same as my Instagram. So if you go to uh, thedailycapture.com. Hmm. So that's um, a brilliant looking picture. Oh yeah, these this was these are all combination of Scotland and Wales. That was amazing. That was a sunrise in in uh, in Wales there, and then none of this is all super old. Like this is all really old uh, because I haven't updated things for ages. Uh-huh. Um, Where is this a WordPress thing? Yeah, it's just a WordPress thing. Nice. Yeah, this was. I've uh, looked at WordPress and Squarespace and. I keep thinking, well, maybe I should put some money on it, and then I just never do. It's it's changed a lot now. Like this mm. was this was still fairly early on in the in the WordPress thing. I had to do a fair amount of work to get this thing up to where it is. Yeah. Um, these days, it's hell of it's so much easier. Um, yeah, but I mean, what's the value of it? Only is, personal. I mean, uh, right, right, and, and I'm not, I'm not even sure if I would put anything online. Yeah, just. It's cool just to do it and share with people. And it also gives you a reason to do stuff as well. This is one of my favorite portraits. I took this uh, with a couple of friends of mine. Oh, man. That's that good. is taken in the woods, uh, yeah. like outside, yeah. with, with uh, one flash. It looks like a studio shot. Yeah, it like, does. So it cool. really looks good. Yeah, they're a good-looking couple. Did you, uh, was the flat, was the, is the flash offset? Yes, I was holding it with my hand like this. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to do because they were just getting married. I wanted to do this one, mm. which, which, which nice. Was I like the cereal. You really got yeah, it. That was a lot of fun to set up. <laughs> they were like, "We never argue." I was like, "I don't care. I'm doing this shot." <laughs> I think the the last the last photography bit I went on. I don't know. Should we save this for the podcast? We're or? recording now. So oh, we are good. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, never mind, everybody. The last bit 
I took was uh, I came back, I uh, was on the road, and I came home uh, to a whiteout. It took me, normally it takes me about an hour and a half to uh, to get home uh, from the airport, to go to the airport. So, right. it's, you know, it's a, an hour if all the roads are clear, if there's traffic, hour and a half. But this time it took me about two and a half hours oh, because boy. of the snow. Yeah. And I got there, I got home at three in the morning. And it had been snowing all day and all night. But it uh, normally a Kansas snow is blowing. Okay. And, and it's just pelting you in the face. And this was that kind of lofting down, piling up nicely on the tree branches type of a snow. And I've yeah. got a park right across the street from me. So I took the camera gear out and okay. I, I tried to get some pictures. And, you know, it, it wasn't much of anything going on, but I... I took this picture, Ooh, yeah, nice. which I'll uh, I'll have to put up on my Instagram. Yes, um, I love that stuff. Pat, like patterns in nature and stuff. Freaking yeah, awesome. it, when I put is put that treetops or is that? Yeah, it's looking up. So I put like the, directly up, directly yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if you look at it, if this is taken at three in the morning, if you look at it, you can see the snow kind of outlining the branches. Yeah. Of course, if it wasn't like an iPhone screen, a much bigger so screen. So that's a canopy of snow. Yeah, just sitting on top. The, the clouds behind it. Yeah. It was like a 30-second exposure or whatever, right, but they, yeah. there was no wind, so everything's that's perfectly still. Cool. And when I looked at it, it looked like um, uh, arteries and veins. Yeah, totally. On like a heart yeah, yeah, yeah. or it something. It looks like an infrared photo of yeah, arteries. Yeah, it looks crazy. So yeah. I haven't uploaded it yet because nice. I just, I don't know, I felt like I was... Just uploading pictures to show off a little bit. That's Instead, what Instagram's about, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's what it's all I, about. I, yeah, I know. I, I, I feel sometimes like I maybe show off a little too much. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to rein that back in a little bit. Yeah, I guess it's all about how you do it, right? Like, I, I, I used to use like back in the day. If you look at my Instagram feed, mm. back in the day, I used to do that all the time. Like, I was like, I'm only going to post a picture if it's fucking amazing, right? Uh, and then everybody's saying, your feed's so fucking cool. Like, you have all this stuff. Um, and then now it's just like pictures of my breakfast. <laughs> that's just, and I that's st- where we're at. I started off with pictures of my breakfast, and then I'd taken occasionally, I'd take an amazing picture, and I'd post that yeah. up. And then I started reading, uh, getting into photography more, and reading about it, and SEO, and yeah, you know, how yeah, you get yeah. more followers. And I got really, really into it. And I went, well, this is kind of defeating the purpose of me actually doing this yes. bit it's not pictures of my breakfast anymore now it's i only uploaded this picture and this is the f-stop and this is the yeah, iso yeah, yeah, and like yeah, the yeah. whole thing well about that was it. what Flickr was all about but Flickr is dying I think, yeah i've, know, I've right? heard that the Flickr is uh people well they're gonna start taking people's uh photos down yeah like yeah yeah like i heard about this next month yeah yeah so i do Weird. have a Flickr account which okay. is like, like nine pictures on there it, yeah, it, it yeah. took it years and years ago um, my dad got into it. He was like actually like posting to communities and stuff, really niche shit, you know? Right. Like, well, the idea behind the Flickr was, uh, you know, you saw all the data about the image. Yes. So you yes. could see, you know, even the GPS coordinates of the, mm, everything because yeah, the yeah, cameras yeah. are writing all this data. Yeah, into it was the like image. A, it was a photography site for photographers. photographers yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I got into Instagram and then I found out, oh, yeah, Flickr is actually the photography website. And then I found out, oh, yes. well, they were purchased by Yahoo and. Then there was that one 500 pixels, if you ever used that website. So yes. that was like the real, if you wanted to be a real pretentious douchebag, you you would go on 500 pixels. So I, uh, But I think there was even like criteria for being allowed to post on that thing. So I have a 500 oh, pixels. Oh, 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 
you go. I knew it. I knew it. And I don't think I actually posted anything to it, but I started reading about the community around it. And went, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I won't post much of anything. Yeah. But. I think it's ended up becoming a portfolio website for wannabe want to be professional photographers yeah well it seems so easy to take a good picture you just need to be in the right place at the right time this is my whole existential uh issue with photography right yeah. so my buddy graham who's an excellent photographer he was the one in that in that portrait actually, mm. i just showed you he is an excellent photographer um but focuses almost exclusively on landscapes yeah now my philosophy is that nature is doing most of the work for you absolutely but the challenge of landscape photography is not a not so much a technical photography challenge, although it is extremely technical. Mm. You need to be in the right place at the right time, and there's a whole breadth of research and planning and everything else that goes behind you getting that one photo. Yes. But at the end of the day, you're just in a beautiful location, you press the button. But I think that's, the, that's my problem with it, is that there is this hidden world of stuff that has to happen behind to right. get what you're getting right. that is not exposed in the, fo- in the final piece of work. Right? Yes. So you can produce this amazing, beautiful picture, but there's no story behind it. And actually, it's the story that's interesting, not the final picture. Yeah, you how, you, I mean? how you got that picture, yeah. what it took to get that picture, exactly. and what you were thinking behind it. There's a, I follow on YouTube a photographer who lives here uh, in the Lake District. Okay. Uh, his name's Thomas Heaton. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, he puts up two videos a week, and it's, uh, he, it's a multi cam shoot. He has, okay. he has uh, several cameras. He edits it all himself. It's an amazing amount of work that he puts into it. Yeah. And uh, it tells the story. Uh, it's uh, three in the morning and nice. I've parked here That's and I'm cool. going to walk in. And it shows him. He sets up the camera and then he does a walk. And yeah. then he comes back and gets the camera and he edits that bit out. And then he, he has like all these different shots. So it's like he has a film crew around him and it's just him. And like that I said, it's an cool. amazing amount of work, and the story behind the video is more important than the technical stuff, which I feel is pretty yeah, straightforward. That's cool. The technical bit is easy. Yeah, it's the it's the how you get there. Well, we took so uh, when I when I left my previous job, I was put on gardening leaves, and I and I had uh, four or five weeks where I didn't have to work. Right, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, and during that time, I was like, right, one thing I've always wanted to do is go away with with my mate Graham and just do photography. Yeah, so. We booked a hotel up in the Isle of Skye. We flew up to Glasgow, rented a car, and we drove to Skye. It's a long way. So we fly to Glasgow from London, and even after flying to Glasgow, we drove for five and a half hours or something after Glasgow to get there. Mm. And it is in the middle of nowhere. It's really, it's a little island. Um, There is a bridge over to it, so you don't need to take a ferry. But once you get there, it's isolated. It is remote. And we wanted to take... All the classic photos, right? Yeah. We're like, this yeah. is the place to go uh, in the UK. We're going to take all these classic photos. And the first place we went to, we got there and it was just coming sundown, freezing cold. It was our first stop. We get all our gear out. We park them in the car park. We walk up. There are like 50 photographers. Uh, of course. Yeah. All standing in the same fucking spot. Yeah. Getting yeah. exactly the same photo. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. You know, like, we're all, what are we doing? We're all taking the same picture, you know? Well, everybody wants to do that. And that's becoming a problem in America's national parks is that people are going to, like, Arches National Park in Utah where they've got that big arch and the stone arch. And you'll go there and there's 60 people all taking the same picture. And they're going to leave their candy wrappers around or they're going to, you know, they're going to 
they're walking all over it. There's yes. a there's a park in Colorado called the Hanging Lakes Park. Okay. And they're shutting it down because there's so much foot traffic <gasps> that it's ruining it. Um, and, and in fact, some of the southwestern Indian uh, reservations limit the people that come on uh, per day. Like, you get 10 people per day. It's not a group. Like, if you and I went down, only one of us would probably get to go on the reservation wow. to take the pictures. So it makes it much, much more exclusive to get there. I see. So yeah. I started looking for... Uh, compositions that I could find just anywhere because that's usually where I find myself. Yep. I don't always yeah, find yeah. myself in a beautiful location. In a beautiful location. Right? So I've got to find something interesting. And and yeah. that's where I start like I just point the picture up and exactly. s- see what I can get. Well the thing that the thing that the f- thing in photography that I think was the most exciting thing I ever done. You can see them actually right here above me. So these two in this uh, sunburst thing. Yeah. So these two pictures, um I was on holiday up in Scotland with my family we were taking a bunch of these pictures, and at this point, I was getting a bit frustrated with the whole thing. And I was trying to find ways to do exactly that—to not take the traditional picture. Yes. So what I did was, I I smashed a beer bottle, and I sanded off the base of the beer bottle, and then I used uh, blue tack and bits of plastic and mm. rubber bands and shit to attach it to the front of my lens. Ah. So then I was using that to totally obscure. So this one behind you here is a um, it's a landscape. So that's a lake. So the bright part in the middle is a lake, and then you have the headland in the background, the beach in the front. You know, it looks like a picture you'd take of a sunset out the window yeah. of, a, of, <laughs> yeah. a, of an airplane. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this looks like the cloud part. Of that's the true. Eh? I never yeah. looked at it like Yeah, that. that's the first thing I thought, because we travel on planes yeah. all the time. And I thought, well, he's got a great picture out there. There the you plane. go, yeah. And then, so that's just a beer bottle that's that you a beer s- bottle. strapped to the front of your yeah. car. That's brilliant. But the cool thing was, I'll attach the picture in the in the episode description, but there's the cool thing was that, when I was taking it in the camera, mm. I only had the little LCD, and I didn't know what was what it was doing. Right? I was just like fucking around trying this out. Yeah, and then when I put it on on my screen in full res, I was like, "Oh my god, I've, I've done something! I found something here!" <laughs> and that was the most excited I've been because otherwise, you kind of know what you're going to get. But right. in that case, it was a real. It was almost like going back to when I used to do um, film processing in the lab. Yeah, there's a moment of discovery, right? And you're like, oh, well, how is this going to look? And then you load it up and you're like, shit, right, right. Cool. And that was super satisfying. And this one, the sunburst kind of one, that's a camera flash of someone else's camera. Ah, oh, okay. And so you get this really intense color and then psh, like the explosion outside. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see it being almost like a sun bursting through from behind a hill mm, uh, yeah. through some trees or something. But the sunburst kind of comes down a little bit too much. So, yeah, yeah. but but it looks great. It's it's good. Good color, it's good design. Uh, you look at it for a little bit, and um, like, what is it? Yeah, you just kind of you just kind of put it together. It's yeah, it's really cool. I love doing that stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing about photography is it's uh, ultimately kind of a it's creativity, um, and 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 not always purposeful creativity. You're just yeah. kind of like throwing stuff together yeah. and see see what happens. Well, you do. Have you tried the? Um, uh, I've forgotten. There's like a terminology that you use, but it's. Um, it's um, it's where you move the camera on purpose. Oh, yes. So it's like yeah. purposeful motion, right? Yes. So, and you get blur. It's like if you had your shutter speed too low mm-hmm. and you just wobbled while you took the picture and you get that crappy wobble, right? Yeah, yeah. But instead of doing that, you, you actively move the camera. So uh, you pan really super fast while you're taking the picture. And so there's at a blurry speed and you get streaks. And you get this streaky yeah. thing. It's pretty fucking cool. And if you can get if you can get really good with it, you can come up with some pretty wild stuff. 
Well, I, uh, you know, it's been a while since we've hung out, so I've, I've taken some pictures. I actually stopped posting on my Instagram because I was, you know, feeling yeah. like I was kind of just, just always pumping myself up. I've, I've got some really good stuff here. I went to White Sands, New Mexico okay. uh, last year with the, with the kids um, on a dark sky weekend. Nice. So no moon. Oh yeah, no, we did talk about. We did, must have been somewhere together because we did talk about this briefly. Did I show you the me, picture? No, ah. but you were telling me about the star map stuff that you were trying to to, to capture. So there it is. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, is that too? Is that? I, I do realize that we're talking about photography and on we're a not podcast. on a podcast. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to send you the picture so you can see it, or you can check out my Instagram or whatever. But uh, is yeah. that two separate pictures? No, it's one. Okay. It's one picture and uh someone running around with a torch or something? Yeah, my so my daughter's running the trigger. She's she's tripping the shutter and I have uh just a flashlight with me. Right. And we probably took 40 or 50 shots where I was trying to get the light on the sand and the plants yeah. Yeah. to look correct. Yes. You know. It does. It looks awesome. It looks it looks like a I don't know. It almost it's like looks a space. Like, yes, like another planet. Yeah, a different right? planet. And because yeah, the colors are slightly weird, it's, it all, it feels a little bit off. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. cool. And it, it, and the thing is, I really didn't do a ton of processing to this image. Right. Um, there's actually that. I actually took down the stars. There's actually right. more stars. If I were to put this up raw, yeah, 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 and you would be like, that's not. A real thing. There's That's not amazing. that many stars. So how long did you have that guy open? For? This was a uh, 30 second exposure. Um, That's not at yeah. uh, 2.8. That's and, not enough to blur the stars, right? Because I saw they're pretty sharp. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's a. I've got a calculator that'll help me yeah. figure it out at the aperture and the movement and all that kind of stuff. So 30 seconds was my maximum aperture, and um, you can once you zoom in on it. You yeah. can see a little bit of the star trails, okay. which is a cool effect, but yeah. I wanted them frozen in yes. this case. What I hadn't counted on is, like I said, it took 40 or 50 pictures, and uh, I realized that the... Because what, what we're looking at, everybody, is a, is a picture of like some aloe vera plants or some sort of desert plants, and then there's the galactic um, core, you know, that cloudy yeah, the Milky sort of Way the Milky cloud, Way cloud. Yeah. And so it was moving, I yeah. realized that over yeah. the half, I'm like, oh, for crying out loud, yeah, of course the earth is rotating. I got to keep moving my camera to keep up with it. And I was, I yeah. was really shocked at how it moves fast. It moves right? really fast. Yeah. 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 So well, that, you can get, a... you can get one of those. It's like a geostationary mount for your tripod that will right. move at exactly the same rotation as the earth. And then you keep your stars completely solid so i've been shopping for those now have you got one yet? <laughs> not yet i, I mean <laughs> I it seems like such a cool fucking thing it is but i just wonder how often well that's the other part of it like how much are you going to use this and the other thing with star stuff like i really want to do it and i've never really done it properly mm. it's always freezing cold yes it's hard to manipulate the equipment because it's pitch black yes like the whole thing is a is a challenge. Yes, and that's what I liked about it. Is yeah. it was there was all this stuff that was operating against me. It's crazy cold. Yeah. You have to get it right. You have to. And, and I'm I'm not a I'm not a detail oriented guy, <laughs> but I put a lot of thought and effort into this. It shows. To, to, you to can get tell. That image. And it, and I and I love what I've got out of it, and yeah. it just makes me want to do it more. But I'm not sure because it's not a cheap thing. This this yes this gimbal or whatever it's called. Yeah. 
And somebody told me, oh, yeah, you can just get an egg timer. Supposedly. I don't and know. you just make your own. Like, yeah. I don't know if that works, but I, I heard that too, that if you set your egg timer to an hour or whatever the longest it'll go, yeah. for the first 20 minutes or whatever, it's it'll good. rotate at a very similar speed. I don't believe it sounds like yeah and I'm not a good carpenter also so there's no way I'm going to be fabricating this on my own time I think it would be super tempting to have that but it's like I bought this drone right yeah and the drone is really cool but I've thrown it up probably five times the whole time I've got it yeah and it's a real shame because I could be doing cool stuff with it but it just ends up being another toy that's like in a cupboard right I really should be using it but again it's, it's a fair amount of ball lake. And it, it's, the conditions have got to be perfect. I've got to know what the fuck I'm doing every time. I've yep. got to have all the kit ready and I've got to have a plan. Right. And I just find it so hard to get all that stuff together. I find some of the best drone footage is um, what I, I keep seeing clips and bits of people where they're, uh, they're flying drones over drift racing. Oh yeah! Cool. So so they're able to track over the cars, and as the cars yeah. are going sideways and there's smoke and everything, the drones also tracking with it. Cool. And it's a camera shot you don't get anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, you couldn't get really. exactly. And then I saw uh, a couple of days ago somebody had one of those really powerful desert. Uh, I seen this clip. Is this the one where the the, the drone goes under yes. the car? The car's oh doing a wheelie, God. and it's it's really hustling across the dunes, and the drone goes under the car it's as. It's doing it's amazing. The guy like controlling the drone, he like brings it under the car and then spins the drone around and gets the car as it drives. It's, it's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. I just that uh, is stuff that you know, that's what drones are for, getting impossible shots, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what they're for. Getting well, shots that you would just otherwise never get. The last time I t- the last time I tried to use my drone, I was on I was hiking um in Dartmoor down in Devon with my dad and my brother in law. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, guys, I'm going to bring the drone. We're going to climb to the top of this hill. I'm going to get this amazing drone shot of the huge landscape down right. there. It's going to be fantastic. It's a beautiful day. It's going to be fantastic. So I've got the drone pack on my back. Mm-hmm. Uh, hiking up the hill, we get to the top. We're up there, and I'm like, yeah, it's windy. But I was like, it's going to be good. It can hold its own in the wind. Well, I'll, I'm going to set it up. So I start unpacking it, and there's a whole process. You know, you've got a right. geo. You know, you've got a GPS align the fucking thing, and it's a whole process sure so we're going through this whole process and then we're ready to go and the lights are green it's like ready to go gps light but i'm like yes here we go and no no sd card (laughs) 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 and then i felt like a complete fool because we'd spent 25 minutes like getting getting up there ready (laughs) so then i just like took it for a fly just took it for a little fly yeah just to get it out right yeah yeah i've done that so many times with my camera where i've had like the wrong lens on yeah Uh, or or i've left a a polarizer i've got a i've got a long lens and i've got a circular polarizer on it and i and it adds a stop to the camera Absolutely. and when you're trying to get certain shots i keep forgetting it's got that extra stop at it i really think that being a good photographer is mostly that it's mostly knowing what all your equipment is because you have the theory right you have the theory in your brain you know how to take a good photo right you know what makes a good picture mm. but it's all of the environmental shit that stops you doing it yes it's the fact you brought the wrong lens oh i forgot the i, I forgot to bring my lens cleaner i the cap is wrong like yeah, yeah. I've, I've i've left it in 1000 iso because i forgot used to charge my yesterday. battery I I forget, the ba- yeah. like all of that stuff my, is my what CF makes CF card is full it's all <laughs> yeah. the junk that you just forget about that's it. what makes it hard there's so many bits and pieces to it it's insane 
And it's yeah, it's it's a it's it's just a logistical challenge. Yeah, it really is. But I love it. Oh my god, I love it so much. Well, after this, we're going to go and try and take some pictures. I don't know where we're going to go. But look, oh, the, it's blue sky now. So it was hailing twenty minutes ago. This is England, my friend. Yeah. It's madness. You know, you really have weather like Kansas. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was talking to my kids last night, and uh, they were saying a week ago they were outside and the sun was shining. It was a beautiful spring day. It was you know twenty two degrees outside or in the mid seventies yeah. Fahrenheit, and they loved it uh since then there's ice on everything there's just ice and snow on everything and then by wednesday it'll be back up around 17 18 degrees something like that it's wild yeah it's crazy weather crazy weather well, welcome to episode four of uh, yeah. Welcome <laughs> what everybody to Topeka. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a long. That's the longest intro we've ever done. Twenty three minutes. That's not too bad, right? There we go. Yeah, man. It's it, been a, it's been a very long time. And we haven't done you. it since June. No, that's right. Last year. Huh? Thank you, everyone that listens. Uh, I think it's awesome that anyone is listening to this at all. It's just me and JB rambling to each other. Yeah, pretty much. It's a good ramble, but it is a good ramble, yeah. and we 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 need to try and do it more. But uh, there is the the combination of general life stuff. And then, as we were talking earlier about, like, really valuing your personal time. Yeah. And then the time zone thing. Right. I thought it would be a lot easier for us to be able to do it. But it's hard. It's it's really hard. It's tough because we got into, we started in June, and that's usually when the busiest part of our, our years start to come on to us. Yeah. And then I went on vacation, and then you had a, a big, uh, you know, thing you had to do for work, and then I was off doing other things, and it just didn't sync up. I think the reality is, for me anyway, I have to figure on uh, how to make my kit more mobile. Yeah. Because as yeah. it stands right now, I can only do it from home. I've got it all set up in the closet uh, but that's the thing but i also feel guilty as well because i know that's the time you have with your kids mostly when we have the opportunity to do that right so i don't want to steal you away from them to do it but that's the only time that we have right so if you had something on the road it'd be easier you could just plug in your laptop yeah I, I, i've definitely cool. been looking at it uh, because my brother does voiceover work so really? he, yeah, oh yeah, so he helps me out with like here, try this microphone. So what does he do then? Like advertising and stuff. <sighs> My brother is a he's a he's a mad genius. <laughs> he is. He's he uh, he taught himself guitar. Right. He, he went Berkeley College of Music. He had a band in Chicago for a while. He's amazingly talented musician. Um, uh, he's got a, a, a disease called Wegener's granulomatosis, which kind of keeps him housebound because okay. uh, he gets sick real easy. So he had to figure out a way to make some money, mm-hmm. but he couldn't go out in a bar where it's smoky and there's all yes, kinds of stuff okay, going on. Yeah. So this was in Texas. He became a tattoo artist. Oh, no way. So he became this amazing tattoo, tattoo artist. So he's he's done tattoo work, and now he's uh, living in New Mexico. And the laws in New Mexico make it very, very difficult for him to become a tattoo artist there. So oh, Texas is really? a little easier. New Mexico, it's a grandfathered clause, and you have okay, to have all these okay, other things okay, going on. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, well, I can't do music, and I, I can't do tattooing. Well, I'll just do voiceover work. So now he's, he's, he's doing voiceover, voiceover work. Can I find something on YouTube? That he's that he's done voiceover. Um, I'm gonna, I, you know what? I'll have to, f- I'll have to send you a link when we come back and do another okay. podcast. I'll have, I'll have some links for I you. I want to put it on the pod. Yeah, he's done. I, maybe he's oh, awake. Jesus. Let me let me see if I can text him. No, that was me hitting the chair. So <laughs> let me let me text him real quick and see if he's got a YouTube link for us. That's cool. Yeah, that, I, I, that we can check it out during the podcast. I think being a voiceover artist must be a pretty sweet gig. To be fair. Uh, yeah. Well, you think about all the different like video games. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Video games have budgets larger than most major movies. Yeah, totally. And, uh, you know, he's he's part of that. Uh, I don't know if he's doing video games or not, but the game Red Dead Redemption 2 yes. came out. Yeah. And the main character, I thought he had done the main character. Oh, no way. Because it sounds just like him. <laughs> That's awesome. Let me ask him if he has any links. How many YouTube yeah, videos? That would be really um, cool. Yeah. I... I, I admire anybody that is able to basically produce something out of nothing, you know, like in that kind of in that kind of job. That's his talent. Like I said, yeah. he he can he he's a genius with music. He's uh, he's, he's just amazing. Um, Especially hard when he's when he's obviously not able to get out there and do stuff really out in the wild world. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly where it is. He's 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 having a real hard time to make money because he's stuck in, indoors all the time and he's he's managed to carve out Now is the time to be alive actually in that situation yes. because maybe in the past he'd have been totally fucked. Uh well, he does have a he does have a YouTube thing here, but this yeah, yeah, go to, to go to Clint Morrison on YouTube. Okay. And uh he's got a lot of different things there. Um, including some guitar work. Here we go. I think I've got him. Yeah, and that's him. So he's got some tattoo oh, work. Carl's Junior voiceover. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Let me see if I can fade fade this up right now. Right. So, yeah, uh, these are these are these aren't him doing it for Carl's Junior. These are just him. Think of a burger place can't cook up the juiciest chicken sandwich you ever <laughs> tasted. Well, think again. The bar- <laughs> well, think well, again. Think again. <laughs> He's amazing, That's isn't he? Awesome. He's so good. Barbecue, club, and new Hawaiian. The charbroiled chicken sandwiches with no antibiotics ever. Only at Carl's Jr. <laughs> and you know the thing is, I bet he put the music together behind that as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's brilliant. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, he's just so fantastic with all of the... Think of Burger... Oh, shit, sorry. Um, yeah. He's done some trailers, too. The Westworld trailer's, I think, pretty good. There we go. This was a good series. Yeah, so good. Oh, the, this might have been just him doing the music. Ah, okay. Fuck, he's a talented dude, eh? Incredibly talented. Is it? Is, is everything... He's got a kind of Southwest kind of style to... Well, his... Uh, he started off listening to Iron Maiden and Ozzy Osbourne. Randy Rhodes was like one of his, uh, you know, kind of guitar heroes growing up. And he got into Steve Vai. And then he settled oh, yeah. into blues and the Allman Brothers and, and that sort of thing. So he's got some musical bits there on YouTube as well that kind of showcase his nice. uh, kind of his southern. Sounds like an interesting dude. Oh, man. He is. He's one of the smartest guys I know. I sit down in the living room with him. Whenever I get to, you know, travel, I make sure I stop over to see mom and then to get, get his read on things yes. uh, anything from cooking to political insight um, to movies you know he, he he may be in the house most of his uh, of his time but it doesn't stop his mind from yeah. working overtime and he's just that is very cool so I, it would be so easy to not do that in that in that circumstance, right? Yeah, it's yeah. so easy to just kind of shut it off and be like, "Ah, oh, fuck yeah, I'm just gonna." I tell you, go into myself, you know. I like, wish I had that kind of drive and creativity that he's got. It's yeah. so phenomenal. You know, people yeah. people will say, "Oh, I'd take a good picture." I don't. It's not even close. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah, he's so brilliant. 
Good stuff. Yeah, so guys, check him out on YouTube. Uh, get a, Anything you want to voice over, he'll voice for you. <laughs> and he turns it around quickly. It's amazing how cutthroat that... Uh, oh, that's freaking cool. Could I actually get him to... Because I need to redo the intro for one of my other podcasts. Uh, yeah, Would absolutely. he do the intro for me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. You, you may have to throw him a little money. Yeah, but, that's uh, fine. Yeah, but he'll, he'll, him he'll totally bucks. do it. Uh, totally. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, he loves it. He's. Uh, it's such a cutthroat business that he gets emails... That are not to him. This the general broadcast email okay. that says, "Hey, here's what we're looking for. Here's the script. Hit us back." And he's got it all set up on his machine, and he can walk in and just start recording, and still turn it around like within minutes, and he's like the fifth one. Wow. Yeah. So the the, the Jeez, online I didn't gig realize it was economy, like that. It's like it's so it's, tough. They need stuff fast. Yeah, the turnaround's amazingly oh, quick. Wow. Yeah, so amazingly quick. And there's there's other things that go around it as well, but. Um, yeah, it's a real cutthroat business. That gig economy, man. You really yeah. gotta you gotta have the hustle for Jeez. sure. And he's got it. So what else what else has been going on? So when we last spoke in July of twenty eight well, we didn't last speak then, but we last recorded. Yes. July twenty eighteen. Mm, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I went to the I went to the Balloon Fest in Albuquerque. I nice. uh, went to White Sands. Uh, I went to South Korea for uh, a week or two and that's all? Yes, yeah, so, so how yeah, was it? Yeah, so uh, I really like South Korea. It's cold, man. It was cold, unexpectedly cold. Oh, yeah. it, it was. Uh, it was definitely getting into the winter time. Um, South Korea, for me, the biggest thing was uh, the barbecue, the Korean barbecue, real Korean barbecue. Yeah, real, real Korean barbecue, which isn't like American style, which is baby back ribs and right. brisket yeah, and that okay, kind of okay, thing okay. where it's a lot of sugary sauce yes. or you know texas red um korean barbecue is a you sit at a table and in the middle of the table you've had it haven't you yeah we have one here actually do in you town. oh yeah, yeah, is yeah. it all you can eat because that's the real deal no oh no yeah well so this it, is england everything's too heavily monetized <laughs> i hear you i hear you so in the middle of the table for everybody who hasn't had it in the middle of the table is a burner and sometimes depending on the quality of the restaurant it could be propane or it could be charcoal or mm-hmm. whatever and then you order the meat and then they you, you cook your own meat and it's not barbecue yes. like it's low and slow. It's like thinly yeah, shaved Yeah, little tiny, rib- thin slices. Yeah. Right. yeah. And the thing that I always smile at when I sit down at the table is there's a dish for everything. And there's probably 50 dishes on the table. And each dish holds, like, this dish is for the garlic. And there's four little ah, garlic. And this okay. dish is for the kimchi. And this dish is some weird brown sauce. And this dish is some weird <laughs> red sauce. And, yeah. and you have that no... That spicy red sauce you get? Yeah. That cream is fucking amazing. It's so I don't good. know what it is. It's so good. It's almost it's like a super hardcore sriracha kind of thing. Yes, so yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Well, that's gotta be they, they, kimchi is everything, mm. and kimchi isn't one type of. It's not like kimchi is just oh yeah, it's that reddish sort of like pickled yeah, it's cabbage. cabbage right? yeah, yeah, but they have different kinds of kimchi. There's so many different kinds of kimchi. You know, God bless a civilization that's found a good use for cabbage. <laughs> yeah, well, the Germans did well with the birok, right? True. They, they did yeah, all right with yeah, that, but yeah, the, the the Koreans are a whole different level. And I, I be honest, I don't like kimchi. Um, it, if you if you like it, you love it. It's yeah. it's a polarizing vegetable, is what I, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find it. I find it's not so much that I like the taste, especially mm. the one in the red sauce. I really like the, the flavor, but it's the fact it's cold. Yeah, that does for me. And it's yeah. like ice cold usually. Right? Yes. it's like yeah. it's come straight out of the fridge, and you take your thing, and it's like, oh, it's like it. It's kind of weird. It's a weird sensation mm-hmm. because it it tastes like something that should be warm. Yes, but it's not. It's it's cold. But it's not crisp. 
No. It's cooked. But not, not like cooked yeah. on a yeah, stove. It's, it's, it's like, like it's been cooked and then cooled. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're eating somebody else's leftover uh, kimchi is what <laughs> yeah. it is. And there's tons and tons of it. And, and like I said, I don't like it that much. But we went to one place where instead of the barbecue in the middle of the table, they had this iron pan that was uh, on an angle. Mm. And uh, I was with uh, Scott, you know Scott, and yeah. we were there, and he loves the barbecue. So uh, they put the kimchi on the pan, which we hadn't seen before, and it nice. started to caramelize. And then he started putting uh, bits of pork above it. And what would happen was the pork would cook and caramelize, yeah. and the fat from the pork would come oh, down around this kimchi. That sounds good. Oh, yeah. It oh, was that so sounds the good. kimchi's crispy, and it's warm, and Ooh, it's... So that's what to look out for, an angled grill. Yeah, I didn't say, I only saw the one restaurant, but that yeah, that was that awesome. was the big thing, was the, the that and the internet is amazingly quick there. Yeah, I've heard like on your phone you get like 500 megaseconds. It's crazy. You can, you can download everything you want in an hour and a half. It's amazing. amazingly quick. Uh, and those are, the, those are really the two biggest things. A buddy, a buddy of mine works for Samsung, and he spent a lot of time over there. Yeah. And he said they are just years ahead of the West, like in technology. Like everything is there. Like they have the crazy internet. Everybody has the best devices and all mm. this stuff. And he just said the technology is kind of inbuilt into their society at a much deeper level than it is ours. Yeah, that is true. But they have this, they have a, a, a I don't want to make a generality about culture because you can really get into trouble these days with that sort of thing. But they have the way that they do old style technology like radio for instance yeah. or maybe yeah. television or things like that once they establish a specific sort of workflow around those sorts of industries it never changes right because it's successful like we found what works we're going to stay with what works and we're going to hang on to what works so mm. and not too long ago the government said we were doing 4k everybody's doing 4k so now all the television stations are having to change equipment that's in perfect working order sure because they that's how they just take care of it but it's you know, it's been in use for 30 years. Yeah. Like, it's all yeah. museum quality at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, they're really up on the, the cellular technology and the internet and all that kind of stuff. They're next generation for mm. that. But everything else is kind of like, really? That's weird. You're, eh? still, doing, you're still doing that? Okay, yeah. interesting, interesting. Yeah, um, I guess the adoption is so fast that they've like missed a step almost, you know? Yeah, There's they like, leapfrogged everything. Yeah. And so the technology is on point. So I went there and I, 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 I spent a week or two there. I spent a week or two in China. Oh yeah, and that was interesting. Um, yeah, I went to the. Uh, I spent a. I spent a week at a hotel, um, where uh, above the sink there was a sign that said uh, "non potable water." Oh, so, that's not a great <laughs> sign. Yeah. So I went, oh, well, I guess I'm not brushing my teeth this week. Yeah, because I didn't trust any of the bottled water either. How does that happen? I, I I don't understand that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Did I, they? Okay, here's a question. Yeah, we things on this podcast often come down to this level. Yeah, but I'll go there now. Okay, did they have a proper toiletry system? <laughs> yes. No, they did have a. They did have a, a proper legit, toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Like porcelain bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, they did have a porcelain bowl. However, uh, I did spend a lot of my time where they didn't. Oh. And it wasn't a proper porcelain bowl. It looks like, for nobody who's ever seen it before, you take a urinal and you put it, you know, instead of mounted on the wall, mount it on the floor <laughs> and and put a big <laughs> hole in the back of it. And then that's it. So you, And then you get down and you... What is wrong with these people? You squat over it. Well, you know what I've heard is that they... Have you ever heard of the squatty potty? 
I'm not making it up. It's an actual thing. The squatty potty. What was the? I forgot. What was the name of the bag that you had in the desert there? What was the name of the bag? Oh, the wag bag. <laughs> so the so wag bag. The wag bag and the squatty potty. <laughs> yeah. The squat. Okay, so good. the squatty potty is a little platform that you can. It's a plastic platform, and you kind of put it around the base of your toilet, and then you put your feet on the base of the toilet. You know how you sit on the yes, bog now, yeah, you yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. sit there like it's a chair. Yeah. This, you have to, you're squatting down, and apparently the position is better <laughs> for the evacuation <laughs> of your So this is a way for now. you to recreate the terrible toilets of the world in your own home. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. That's, that's awesome. And now you pay for the privilege. Wow. So, yeah. Anytime yeah. I walk into a bathroom in some weird country I've been, it's happened when I was in Uzbekistan. Yeah. And you're already in a strange state because right. you've been eating like horse or whatever. Right. So, and then you're like, I could do with some private time. Yeah. And then you walk in there and it's just a hole in the floor with the two feet plates, usually with like a grip on so you can right. get a nice right. solid base. And then you're on your own. It's like, there you go. I, I, went to a, I went to a bathroom in Kuwait years and years and years ago. I turned the corner, opened the door, big, big bathroom, one sink on one uh, wall and then there was a, the toilet there. And I, I have a really bad habit of sitting down without checking the roll of toilet paper. Yeah, okay. So I'll sit down and I'm doing my business. I look over and I go, oh, for crying out loud, I, yeah. I'm stuck. You know, yeah. I've got to you know, hope that there's a, one of those toilet uh, paper things, the cover. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, here we go. It's desperation <laughs> time. Use whatever's yeah, available. We're, we're going to do this. So I, oh, I got boy. in there and there was nothing. There was okay. no, there wasn't even a spindle for the toilet paper. That's because they have. Well, what they did have. They have the, the sprayer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you, yeah. like it's a sprayer, the same kind of sprayer that you have like on your sink mm. when you're spraying yes. your dishes down. Exactly. They, they yeah. have that mounted to the toilet. That's right. And I thought, well, that's a weird place for a shower head. <laughs> and I didn't put the two things together that, that that you have to wash your backside with. Yeah. Because a bidet is a thing. I mean, in, in theory. Yeah. The spray. I love the. How do we always end up on like a deep discussion about <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> toilets? It's an important part of life. It really honest. is. We spend most of our uh, time there. Right? Uh, it's it's actually quite sanitary because you're actually cleaning. You're not just rubbing it with a piece of paper. Oh yeah, yeah. You're yeah, actually yeah. cleaning it. So in a way, as long as there's soap on yeah. the sink, yeah, it's probably not bad. It's probably not bad. No, I think it's actually pretty good, but I can't imagine that spraying your water, like, because you have to sit, on, the way they had yeah, it, it was in the to, toilet, you have to kind of stand yes, up a little bit yes. and spray the undercarriage down, right? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some that, mess. Yeah, it's going to sp- splatter a bit, and that's yes. unsanitary. Did I ever tell you about the Tokyo toilet? Did I... <laughs> Uh, is this the one with like a digital control system? Yeah, yeah. I, I tell the story a lot of the times, but I don't know if we've covered it no, on the no, podcast. Yeah, so years ago I went to Japan, and I, I took a video uh, camera with me because I thought, well, how often am I coming to Japan? I need to capture I'm every I'm going to see some weird stuff. I'm going to see some really yeah. weird stuff. So I, I, I got there. It was really, really late. I got the camera out. I'm like, okay, kids, here's the... Here's my bed. It's a normal bed. There's all the neon lights of the outside, and it's like a pretty normal room. And I turned the corner. I said, well, let's look at the bathroom. And then in the bathroom there is a toilet, and it's got a control arm down the right side. And I thought, oh, this is cool. I've never seen this. And on the control arm are buttons. Yeah. And there's a button of uh, several butts. And then there's a hot... <laughs> what little like little pictograms yeah, of butts, little butt pictograms, okay. and then different fountain-esque sort of waters hitting the butts, and then nice. temperature gauge and some other controls. And I had the camera, and I'm filming and 
filming. I'm digitally recording, and I'm hitting the buttons, and nothing's happening. I went, oh, well, maybe it's broken. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I said, well, okay, that's enough, guys. I'm going to go ahead and close down and record tomorrow. Boom, shut the camera down on the counter. I go to bed. I wake up the next morning, and when you get up in the morning, you have to take care of business. You really just... Yeah, you're just bouncing off the walls until you find the, the the bathroom. And I sat down, and that's when I realized that the reason why it doesn't work is because I wasn't sitting on it. Oh, and okay. then I realized that they have a memory buffer. You pre-programmed it. Yes, yeah, so, so I pre-programmed effectively the <laughs> the the fountain scene in front of the Bellagio Hotel. <laughs> like suddenly it was hot, and then it was cold. And then oh it was, my it goodness! Was spraying this way, and it was going forward, and then backward. Wow! And, and I, I I couldn't escape because I thought. <laughs> So I thought, all right, I'm on it. If I jump off, will it continue yeah. to go? Does so, it give you a countdown or something? No, like, there's no warning. Well, there is a warning, but it's an it's an it's a weird. It's like you hear, you go, what is that? And then suddenly the water's hitting you, and you're like, whoa! And you grab onto things. You're going on. Oh you're, wow! You're looking for the the the, the digital panel is yeah. of no help. There's no there's no cancel button. There's no cancel button. There's no stop button on the Tokyo toilet. Oh, so man. so I got trapped on the on, and that's when I. I learned that they're you know and i want one yeah so good it sounds it's good so good the best uh, i got a for my wedding years ago somebody gave me a, a heated toilet seat Ooh, and it was the best gift. it's the best gift i'd ever had <laughs> that's pretty good uh but now i realize that this it's another level this is the, the totally different level wow that's so good the tokyo <laughs> the tokyo toilet uh, very nice it's awesome so yeah mm-hmm. yeah as we travel around bathrooms are different everywhere folks <laughs> Because <laughs> that's one thing you're going to take away. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Be, be prepared. My goodness. So um, so what's coming up next then? Uh, well, uh, I, go back to, I go back to Korea. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, in another month, I'll be uh, there for a couple of weeks. So that's good. I, I'm, yeah. I have myself some more, uh, some more barbecue and I'm um, going to be in Canada for a couple of weeks. Um, and then Vegas. And then Vegas, and then it'll be summertime. I'm, and I'm trying to figure out what uh, summer vacations are going to. I'm trying maybe Florida. Are we going to do a Colorado. vacation this year? You missed our last one, so we did. We did Corfu last year. Yeah, I heard that you guys cool. went to Greece, and I heard it was amazing. It was pretty cool. I mean, the thing is that because of the way that we do that holiday, mm. we could almost be anywhere. Right. So actually, I think all told, Spain is probably better for us because it's a little bit cheaper, a little yes. bit easier to yes, get to. Yes, yes, yes. But I loved it. It was great. I loved it. Love the food. the the uh, The place that we had was incredible. Right, amazing panoramic views of the sea. Mm. One of the best pools I've ever been in. It was so beautiful, infinity pool looking out. Are they Are they cold like the Spanish pools? It was It was cold at times. Like when the weather was hot, it was great. Yeah, and then it cooled off the last couple of days, and then it was chilly. But we were still in it. Right, you know? of we, you was, were. we were still in it. Yeah, we were getting into that pool in Spain that yeah. that one year, and it was. So freezing. Yeah, yeah. But we had uh, we had an outside kitchen, a full outside kitchen with an oven and Ooh. everything else, which was pretty sweet. And we wanted to make um, wanted to make lamb. So I wanted to make cleftico lamb, where you take the lamb and you slice it up, yeah, like holes in it in the leg, okay. And then you push cheese and garlic and rosemary into these little pockets. I see nothing wrong with this. It sounds good. Sounds so good. And then when you cook it, like low and slow in the oven, of course. All the cheese and the garlic melts into the flesh, and it's freaking incredible. So this was the plan, and I was like, "The weather's beautiful. We're yeah. outside. We got the outside kitchen. I'm going to prepare this stuff outside." Yeah. 
we had been beset upon by wasps for the entire holiday. Like wasp wasps? Like proper wasps. Ooh. Yeah, they were there hanging around. Um, and they were giving us a little bit of chip, but not not too bad. Yeah. I mean, Amy, uh, one of the people there was freaking out constantly. Was she allergic? <laughs> no, she was just like, I can't deal with these things. And so she was just like batting constantly. Oh, my God. Wasps away. But after a while, we knew the time of day that was kind of good to be out there and stuff right. like that. Uh, and it was manageable. Like It was manageable. It was like one wasp at a time. You fuck it off and get on with you. Yeah. You're sunbathing or whatever. Um, but when I was cooking, when I was preparing this lamb, holy shit, they love meat. Is the red meat, isn't oh it? Oh my God, I'd never even realized, but they were on it, like, I know, 20, Ooh. and they're all around me, and I'm trying to prepare them. And after a while, I'm like, oh, this cannot continue. I need to get this back into the kitchen and get rid of these fucking wasps because this is going bananas, right? Ooh. And so I, I gather everything up, and as I pick up the leg. Oh no, you grab one, didn't you? I, it, I didn't see it. I guess it was uh, under the meat. and oh. Ooh, It's like a lightning rod hits wow. you. Just like, you just get that jolt up your elbow. And it's a real childhood memory thing. Because like when was the last time you were stung by a fucking wasp? You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, yeah And absolutely. there it was. And it absolutely whacked me on the finger. Yeah. Um, and it blew up like a freaking balloon. <sighs> And it, it was it was funny because it's yeah it's a it's a nasty pain yes. but it was so um, uh, nostalgic you know because it instantly reminded <laughs> me of you're being back to a child yeah man. being like an eight year old child oh, man. but yeah so we we survived the wasps um, it was really nice we did we did our usual thing yeah we well did, I'm, we did I'm nothing you know what's crazy about that trip is I actually could have gone yeah because we we'd all we always plan this in the fall to do a trip. And, um, you know, we've done it in the past few years, but last year something else came up and I had, I had to go somewhere else and take care of some business. Well, that gig fell through and then Ooh. something else came. And, and finally I was like, well, I could have gone and done this anyway. That sucks. So I think the, the, the thing I need to do is just fight for it and yes. say, this is what I want yes. to do. I want to go ahead and set it aside. And I just haven't done that in the past where I said, I want to go and do this now. Yeah. So I think that's the thing is I'm just going to have to put myself on the ticket and say, this is happening. I think it's one thing that, that I and probably most of us need to do anyway is plan holidays. Like especially if you don't have kids that give you like a defined holiday period every year. Yeah. If you don't have that, it's really easy just to not take any. Right. Which is how I ended up this year again with like three weeks of holiday over Christmas that I have to take. Yeah. I was like, shit, why don't I take that in the summer? When, <laughs> when it's I, nice and yeah. warm and yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I want to start doing that where I where I look at the year and I'm like, right, I'm going to take this week, this week, this week, and I book them all out like in advance. Yes. Because I think that's good. And I think it's good for your mental health as well, knowing you have a thing, you know? Yeah, well, I've got, uh, well, we've got the Vegas trip coming up. And then after that, we're doing another camping trip after the Vegas oh, trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. So this time we're going to go out to, uh, we're looking at... Um, uh, northwestern Arizona. Mm. And uh, there's some really amazing rock formations out there. But as it turns out, you have to apply to get, uh, you go into a lottery system to get access to these places because okay. it's one of those, it's be overrun if you just let everybody into it. Yes. So to get in for April, we would have had to apply in November. So we're gonna go. Di we're gonna. That's fine. We're gonna go do dispersed camping, which okay. is you go on to a Bureau of Land Management land, which is uh, it's like government, the national forests and that sort of thing, just yep. like resource uh, places. 
and it's really lightly managed, and there's really not much to see out there, but you do get out in the middle yes, of it all. You're so, remote. Yeah. so we'll be remote. We'll be out near the Grand Canyon. Um, there might be some uh, waterfalls, uh, nice. and then and then we're going to stay out there a couple of days, and and then maybe uh, Travis and I are going to continue on because we actually got two more people that are kind of come with oh, us. Sweet. Yeah, Ian and Garner are going to join oh, nice. us on this one, and then you know they may drive back to Vegas and go home from there, and then Travis and I will continue on. We may stop in Utah, and depending if the weather's good, we may go like uh, in northern New Mexico, which has these amazing forests. Uh, in the mountains of North New Mexico. Ooh, it, good. Yeah, so we're taking the whole week and we're just going to make that happen. Nice. And then if we do the trip in the fall, we'll do that. And then you were telling me about this place in Norway, Lofot- Lofoten? Yes. So now, I, that is a lifelong goal of mine to get up there. Right. Rent one of those little fishing huts and just take photos all day, every day. And the light up there is amazing all day, every day. So... I was. I've been thinking about this since you told me about that, yeah. and I know that you take, well, clearly amazing pictures. They're all over here. I don't ever print it off. It. I got like seven. I like, but mm. you love taking pictures. You're the reason, partially, that I I got into photography. Was that trip we took up to uh, the Granada oh, the yeah, castle yeah. there, yeah. Wow. and you were showing me all kinds of things like, oh wow, he really knows how to see the angles and the light and how it, it all frames it. So. We need to do a, a bit where we go, we do a podcast, oh, we that do would it be on great. the thing, and we spend four days or five days out at a Lofoten, yeah. or we go to Namibia, yeah. or we go to you know one of these places, and we just take pictures. That would be really we cool. We do a whole thing. So we got to yeah. plan that. We, that has to happen. So uh, I don't know if it's going to be this year. I don't know when the best time of year to go to Lafayette would be. If we wanted to see Northern Lights in the winter. In the winter, yeah. yeah. So that would be like a December type yeah. of a thing. And it's really not that I mean, you told me how to get there, but to just get over here isn't that yeah, bad. Yeah, it's the rest. It of would it. be a fun journey because it's a bit of it's one of those few places that you can't easily get to. So it would right. be a bit of an adventure just getting up there. And that's you know? that's why you do it. Yeah. Is it's part of that adventure. And if you don't take these opportunities, I just turned over. I'm 49 now, and oh that's boy. that's the wrong side of the 40s for me. <laughs> so at 49, I'm thinking, man, if I don't start taking these t- these moments now and committing myself to going mm. and doing these things, I got maybe 10 years left. Before you can't be bothered. Anymore. Before I'm just like, nah, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah, and yeah, I want to, yeah. I'm in a position where I want to see this well, stuff. Let's, let's so fucking do it. We're going to have to make that happen. And talking of which, what we got to make happen now, well, that blue sky is out there. Oh, we're going to jump in the car. Yep. We're going to go out to the countryside and maybe take, maybe get you some sun, sundown shots. I'd love it. Up on the Berkshire Downs. So, there ends the fourth episode. It's only been like nine months in the making, but it's finally happened. And we still have so much to cover in I know. nine months. We'll have to come back to it. I tell you what, I'll get that kit moving. I'll get the mobile podcast yes, kit. I think and, that would bring we'll, us back. We'll, we'll figure it all out. Wicked. Well, thank you for listening, everybody, and thank you, JB, for being here in the in the original studio. <laughs> it's really lovely here, man. you got a great home, and I love your pictures. You get some great photography. Cheers, really. man. Cheers. Right. We will catch you all later next time on What Happens in Topeka. See you soon.